Uh, it's time to enter the Sandman. <laughs> hey, what's going on? It's your host, Brandon Hamrick, the guy with enough time to watch an Adam Sandler movie every week, but not enough time to drink any water. Haven't had any water today, uh, which is a real win in the books for me. Uh, standing to record this intro, which I've never done before. So I'm just hoping to get a new perspective and energy going into this episode, which is an episode I'm very excited about. It's episode two. Uh, I sat down with Quentin Ponkratz, uh, who is somebody that I've known for quite a while now and have wanted to sit down with uh, and do a podcast. He has a podcast called Double Issue and a big fan, and I think that you should check it out. Uh, and if you don't believe me, then listen to this conversation that I have with him about Sandy Wexler and then make decisions because it's pretty presumptuous of you to assume that you wouldn't want to check out the podcast just because, I mean, and I guess if you don't like me, I, then you, that, if you don't have a value on my opinion, then it would make sense to not go for it. It's really on you I, at that point. I, I guess it's my fault if you don't like me because I probably did something unless I didn't do anything. You know what? Just go ahead. This is the, I'll just, I'll leave it here with this, but yeah, we talk about Sandy Wexler. Um, and then next week we'll be talking about, uh, the ridiculous six ridiculous six. So if you want to get a jump start and watch that one, then please do. Uh, but yeah, enjoy episode two of enter the Sandman. Shabado. Uh, I was no, I was really excited to uh, to watch this movie because um, I knew I was going to do funny people for the first episode, and so when you said Sandy Wexler, I, basically I didn't know if anybody was going to pick a movie of the like last three or four years, and so yeah. when you said Sandy Wexler, I was like, yes, this is the meat of what I wanted to watch because I haven't seen anything from Adam Sandler in a while. Yes. I, I don't know if I've seen anything else of his recently except this. And this movie has stuck in my mind like a thorn since the day I watched it. <laughs> well, you said it held a special place. Oh, please, please elaborate. Why, why is it that it... Was this your first time watching it? Yes. Yes, I knew okay. very, very little about it. I was me and my roommate watch Netflix sometimes and we don't always know what we're watching. And this had just come out when I saw it on Netflix and I hit play as a goof. I figured we would turn this off 10 minutes in. And we kept watching it because the first time through this movie, I don't know if you felt the same way. I had no idea where it was going, what was happening or why. Yes. Yeah, I was so nervous. I was like constantly, I thought it was going to, like, I was really ready to, um, have you ever seen Waterboy? Yes. Okay. I watched that a couple of years ago, uh, which I'm excited to get back to. I'll watch Waterboy again at some point. Uh, but just a heads up, doesn't hold up very well. <laughs> I do know. I'll find the good in it. But uh, I thought I was going to get another Waterboy out of this. And so, like, <laughs> we're like, Every second, I thought it was going to... And it does do some time... It's been some time punching down, for certain. But, uh, yeah, I did. I had no idea where it was going to go. <laughs> we kept watching, and I was just... I don't know why this movie is still going. I don't know where the end point... Like, usually in a movie, you can tell where the trajectory is going. <laughs> and I was really just... I have no idea the arc of this. 
He was he was so unpredictable, and the movie was. You're right. That's a really good point because I kept I kept going like, oh no, it's gonna do no. Okay, it's not gonna it's not gonna. I thought for certain he was gonna turn out like that. He didn't even really have like an evil arc in it either. No. Ah, that's he, what I kept. Expecting. He barely has an arc. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um. Man, one thing I was really surprised with, because one of the early things that bring first off, it is like, it wants you to be so aware that it's the 90s. Yes. <laughs> and almost every single one of the jokes about something about the 90s that you know now, I don't think lands at all. <laughs> like, electronic mail? How do you do that? <laughs> they made a really big deal. Oh man, that was probably the worst. I think that that was the worst. <laughs> nine, like I enjoyed the giant Offspring poster and the like Green Day <laughs> now playing in the background. Um, yeah. <laughs> he tells someone to dump Apple stock. <laughs> blockbuster, that's really going places. Yeah, it isn't. Uh, isn't she going to marry uh, the founder of Starbucks? That's. I think so. I think that's implied. <laughs> And he's like, <laughs> coffee shops, they that's all they sell? That's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, so, so in saying that it very much stuck with you, did you, uh, have you, did you feel like a good sense? <laughs> did it stick with you in a bad way? Is, or is it like, how, how? Um, I just remembered that feeling of being completely lost in it. It's kind of loses that appeal on the second watch when you know what's going to happen it it can't pull it off twice but it was okay watching it again it was all right uh, i was surprised how quickly and for how long i was charmed by him as a character i i i thought his laugh like because that was a big goof at the beginning was the yeah. <laughs> i was like there's no way this is gonna <laughs> stick with me but I just find myself picturing it in my head. <laughs> Makes me really love, happy. <laughs> at the beginning this time, I went, oh, man, a movie where he does, like, the voice the whole time? I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> and by the end, it was fine. It was. I, I kept thinking, because the whole movie is structured around that party, uh, or the wedding at the end. And um, <laughs> Did that catch you off guard at all? A little, yeah, I, I didn't, I I was really going back and forth. I didn't know if they were going to do the love thing or not. Um, and so I, I, I thought maybe it was going to be his funeral. I kind of thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I kept thinking, like, I wonder if this is just a party with a bunch of famous people that they're like, we're going to throw a party and we'll, if you let us film it in, like, last minute. I just imagine them, like, telling Jimmy Kimmel, like, okay, there's somebody named Jimmy, or uh, named Sandy Wexler. And he's Adam Sandler. Just talk about him, and we'll put it in the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, was there were there any <laughs> were there any scenes that? Uh, or you said you have some notes, but please, please, any notes that you have to share, please, absolutely. Well, one, this movie is way too long. <laughs> it is. It is two hours and eleven minutes long. <laughs> it's only, which is only nineteen minutes shorter than the director's cut of Funny People, which is like. <laughs> notorious to me for being 
like one of the longest comedies that I can like quote unquote comedies. Oh, I feel like you could cut this down to like a breezy ninety minutes and not lose that much. Oh no, absolutely. There was lots of lots of moments that were uh, that were just. Uh, Oh, like rehash like the every joke with Nick Swartzen where he's like Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, oh, this is not gonna go well. You're like, yeah. But it was the slapstick. It was still <laughs> when he hit the bat the second time, I did laugh. <laughs> I, laughed. I was like, again? <laughs> every time. It just doesn't go right. But also, I kinda wish it were longer. I <laughs> Because I feel like it's st- stuck somewhere in the middle. Like it could be, could have been a great shorter movie and been a lot funnier and punchier. But also, there are two bits in here that I wish would go on for like ten minutes, <laughs> and they happen back to back. Okay, it's the part where they're recording her singing, and the recording guy doesn't turn on the recording equipment, and he does it. Two almost three times in a row. <laughs> and I wish it had happened four or five times. Ah, <laughs> oh, it was a really good slow burn on that one because he's like, <laughs> okay, we'll just hit it again. You know, we'll just go again. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Oh man, I forgot. What's the other one? And then right afterwards, they have that light switch bit when they're in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> And I remember the first time watching it, I went, what if the scene, like I turned to my roommate, what if the scene, they just kept doing this light switch bit for, you know, 10 more minutes. (laughs) That would be the greatest. Oh my God. I didn't, I didn't even remotely imagine an entire movie of, because it is really the, those were amazing because they were, they were so painfully slow. (laughs) They were paced. They were paced to perfection. Oh. <laughs> and he and he lies about it to the light switch. <laughs> he's like, he's like, now as a me, now I didn't. <laughs> I was so happy. I just, I, I, yeah. To clarify, like, yeah, a little long, and it was, it had some weird beats. Yeah, this. I was so happy with Sandy Wexler, like, as a character afterwards. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. One of the scenes that stuck out to me, because I remember it really, it caught me off guard, but then I was like, okay, I understand it's this kind of comedy, but when the raccoon, where he's fighting, the <laughs> ra- and he, because, so, so the, the Courtney thinks that there's a stalker outside, and so Sandy comes over with them. He's like, I have got a bat. And, and then it turns out to just be a rac- raccoon. And he, he hits the raccoon, which apparently obliterates. <laughs> it explodes in a fountain of blood. <laughs> covers Sandy. And I, I, like, I was watching it by myself, and I audibly went, oh, I was, <laughs> I was oh my, I was like, why did that happen? <laughs> Another another surprise to me was how much I enjoyed Kevin James in this movie. Yes. <laughs> I was nervous the moment I saw him. I was like, ah, oh, because he's very hit and miss. I mean, like him yeah. or hate him, but he was a good ventriloquist. 
No, yeah. I don't know if he was a good ventriloquist, but he was a good character <laughs> pretending to be a ventriloquist. Yeah, and he was a... He had, it seemed like he had a little bit of something going on. Some issues with his puppets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They didn't always seem under his control. Right. Uh, they, they were always kind of on the borderline of being racist as well, which was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Jeff Dunham was really bummed when he heard about this movie and he didn't I get... Like, I could have been myself. <laughs> Everyone else is playing themselves in this movie, and I could have played myself, too. It's like, you literally wrote me into a movie. <laughs> I could have. You wouldn't even have had to make the puppets. <laughs> I do think uh, Kevin James gets maybe one of the best bits in the movie near the end, where Sandy is having a heart attack, but they need to... Have oh a meeting my God, with, the, <laughs> with the talent directors of the the station executives to try to get uh, Kevin James's ventriloquist character a spot on the show or a show of his own, and so Sandy can't do the negotiating. So Kevin James has to ventriloquist dummy his way through the meeting with Sandy's body. Which did you feel like it was implied that Sandy? <laughs> That Sandy was talking, or was it was it Kevin James? It has to be Kevin James, right? Be, right, but with, <laughs> which is really strange. I mean, I get that it doesn't make any sense, but like, because he's like looking at Sandy, like you're going a little too far with this one, Sandy. And he's, <laughs> I, I guess I believed the ventriloquism. I guess that's what that means. Is I bought into the yeah. act. <laughs> Oh man, uh, have you seen um, have you seen Uncut Gems? I have not. Okay, I want to circle back to that. I'll put a pin in Uncut Gems because I have a theory okay. with this movie. <laughs> man, this was a long movie. Everyone in this movie is insane. Um, a thing I that makes it I think a bad movie ultimately <laughs> is that. The character of Sandy Wexler, he's always lying. But there are moments where he connects with clients, and you can tell he's, like, genuinely connecting with them. He's, like, talking about their brother or their uncle or whatever. Like, he knows so much about these people, and he's, like, actually connecting with them, and he can recall information, and it seems like he actually cares about all these people he's talking about. He does that. And then also, to make a joke in the movie, he'll, like, get someone's name wrong or something. And it just feels so inconsistent and at odds with the character it's making just to do, ah, oh, I did a joke. Yeah. No, it is kind of it is weird. Because <laughs> it was hard to get a pin on him because they really did ride that line of, like, wow, he's a really bad person. And, no, he actually has a really big heart. I came away with the big heart side of it. Like I was like, yeah. he's just, he's, he, he just doesn't know that he shouldn't lie. <laughs> His lies work. <laughs> that was one of my favorites about it was how re- outlandish oh, the yeah. lies would get. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I think that's a good character bit is the always lying, even about something that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Did you speak with him? Yeah, I spoke. What do you say? I don't know. <laughs> 
What, what did who say? That was the one they kept doing was, did you speak with him? Yes. What did he say? What did who say? Who you just said you spoke with. I never spoke with him. <laughs> just said it. No, I didn't. <laughs> I made me feel, and it was making me feel kind of childish because it really ate me. <laughs> but that, that's what I love. Like, because I, I went in like wanting to like this movie, which is, is kind of my goal with every one of these. Because I think if I go into it with anything too negative, I'm gonna be it's gonna be a hard uphill battle for me to pull out yeah. any kind of gems. That's the goal of this. Also, I want I want. My hope is by the end of this that you walk away thinking a little bit higher of Adam Sandler at <laughs> the end of, end, end of this, of, of talking with you on this. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, still, it was pretty inconsistent. <laughs> oh, man. Because he would be, he'd be like a superhero sometimes with the stuff he would pull off. Yeah, I mean, that's how he gets the, the Courtney connection going. As he sees Milo, whatever his, I don't know his character name, <laughs> the guy from Heroes. <laughs> that's so funny that you say he's from Heroes because I know he's been in a lot of other stuff, but that's the only thing I. Because he was was he Peter Petrelli, I think. Yes. <laughs> this is. So I was to. Do I, I went to a Comic Con where he was one of the guests, and someone asked him in the Q and A about the Heroes Reborn, the the reboot kind of thing they were doing and i think it had just aired or was about to air or something and he was like no i i have not watched that or will not be watching that they did not invite me and i feel like that's very disrespectful <laughs> and i went you know what you, you're right yeah, i guess so <laughs> that's weird other thing i think that makes it a bad movie <laughs> i don't think it's a good movie but i do uh I like it, slash it has, it has stuck with me. I'll never forget this movie. Absolutely. Halfway through the movie is where we get the first real conflict between, like, him and someone else. Oh, yeah. Like, like him and that guy that Courtney's with. Like, that's the first romantic, like, bad thing to Conflict. Happen. I don't even, I, uh, that's a really good point because, <laughs> God, I get, I really, I, it's so bad. I, I remember looking at the time of the movie being like two hours. Wow. Um, but until you said that it was too long, I like, and then you just said that it, it is like an hour and a half into the movie when it's finally like, that's not that long, but like at least an hour, however long yeah. it is. And I think that's why I didn't know where it was going. Like, I didn't know it was going to be a love story between the two because it isn't for <laughs> most of the runtime. Weirdly, this movie, now that I'm thinking about it, it reminds me of it a little bit. It's kind of got the same story arc as, uh, <laughs> as Forrest Gump in a weird way. Mm, yeah. Where there's like, where him and him and Jenny kind of bounce off each other and then they, they finally end up together. Um, it just doesn't. It doesn't go sad as Forrest Gump goes. Uh, sorry, I guess spoil Forrest Gump. It's been twenty six years or whatever. But um, yeah, like it's the same. It is kind of that though. Like crazy hijinks, and then they reconnect, and then hijinks, and then they reconnect. Yeah. No. So I mentioned uncut gems because I kind of think that. So Sandy Wexler is very very similar to Howie. Uh, the main character of Uncut Gems, except for Sandy Wexler, 
uh, lies. And Howie lies as well, but mostly he just doesn't say... I, I don't I like I don't recommend Uncut Gems for everybody because it's kind of like a panic attack in a movie. But yeah. uh I like to imagine that this is what happens to this is what happens to Sandy Wexler later on. He gets into like <laughs> severe <laughs> severe gambling issues. Like he stops lying advertently to people, but he like he finds success and then he moves to New York and <laughs> develops a dangerous gambling problem with the mafia. And it gets very dark. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I did look up a little bit on uh, IMDb and Wikipedia. To see if I could find anything good. Mostly not. Uh, did you know there's a lot of cameos in this? No kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Many actors. No, uh, the, the tidbit I want to share from IMDb, the trivia, and I don't. I don't know what this means, but I'm going to read it to you. Please do. Many script rewrites were necessary throughout filming this feature as attempts to match the quality of other recent Sandler films. Similar treatments have been done in Sandler's previous Netflix movies, along with Pixels, 2015, That's My Boy, 2012, Grown Ups, 2010, Grown Ups 2, 2013, etc., The original script had planned to feature a few comedy moments to improve the viewing experience and did not enforce any silly voices upon the main cast of characters. Wait, wait, okay, is is that, is that the end of that trivia? Yes. What? Wait, okay. I don't know what this means. (laughs) So they were going to have more, (laughs) they were, they were planning on more comedy bits. I don't know. It's a comedy. I don't yeah. know what. It was going to have more comedy bits, but then also not have silly voices. And the only person doing a silly voice is Adam Sandler. Yeah. So, uh, so I don't know what. They... <laughs> it feels like this is referring to an alternate universe movie where everyone was doing a silly voice, but also it was serious. <laughs> yeah. Well, it almost implies that the people who made this movie think it's a serious movie. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it had been more serious. (laughs) I mean, he was, when he, after he had his heart attack, uh, it had a, it had a very brief moment of seriousness. (laughs) That was Jimmy Kimmel said he died. I know. I thought that's. That's why I also felt stupid because I was like, oh my God, he did die. And he's like, this guy's like, damn it, Jimmy Kimmel. But it makes no sense in the thing of the movie. Like, who's he getting? He's only getting the audience. He's not getting anyone at the wedding because they all know that's not true. That's a good point. What is like this like pseudo documentary that they're making? I have a lot of problems with these wedding interludes. They say a bunch of things that they shouldn't know. Yeah. Like, after Sandy Wexler leaves uh, Courtney as a manager, he's like, and then that was, like, the lowest point in his life, and he cried there for hours, and it's just, what? How did, how, how does that anyone know this? Yeah. Oh, they are, like, like the whole <laughs> wedding party is omniscient, or omniscient to, the, to Sandy's life. <laughs> whole party at uh, Quincy Jones house and 
in my director's cut, I would cut that the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of not important. <laughs> There's so much of this movie that could just be, ah, we don't need this one. I tried to think about, because the reason that I started this podcast was because I love, like, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. They're, they're, they have a very special place in my heart for being, like, a couple mm-hmm. of the movies that I've watched a million times growing up. And mm-hmm. I tried watching this one. I was like, what if I was that age now and I was given Sandy Wexler instead of Billy Madison? Mm. Um, do you have, how, do you, how would you feel like that would translate? Oh, I don't know. It's a very much like a like PG-13 movie with a hard PG-13. Like 13. Like is meant for 13-year-olds. Yeah. Because... Yeah. I know a lot, a lot more of the jokes I think would land harder to a younger me, but I don't know if they're as good staying power wise as some of the ones I enjoyed. Right, much, much the, the same, same way, way as, as a kid. kid. Billy, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if it's, it's as quotable. quotable. Yeah, <sighs> like maybe the laugh would be. A good thing that you just pair it endlessly. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's what it is, is like as a character, I think he's just as lovable as Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore. Like, well, I now well eh, eh, <laughs> uh, hit or miss with it. I just don't think he has the like he's okay, oh, let me let me let I'm wrong. Let me just <laughs> that was I said it and I can't even find my way out of that hole. He's not as lovable as Billy Madison and <laughs> Gilmore. Because they had very redeemable character traits. They were, yeah. they, you know, they were lovable in their own right. Sandy Wexler tried to be lovable, but he, he was a, like kind of a one hit. Like, like that laugh mm. is the, the, the hit of that. <laughs> How did you feel about the reveal of Alfred? Oh, yeah, that got me. I was like, oh, because I I had forgotten at that point. I was I was waiting. I was like, who's gonna be Alfred? You know, and I I yeah. I had forgotten. It did. I was like, because I think because I think they show the back of his head, and I was like, is that Weird Al? And then he was like, Alfred, and I was like, ah, oh, son of a gun. Uh, <laughs> and being the catalyst to. He was the catalyst to be like, you think it was because we were too close? It's because you lie all the time, Sandy. And then I think could be my favorite line of the movie. He's like, I like your hair. And he goes, you're lying to me again. And he goes, yes, I think your hair looks like dirty spaghetti. (laughs) And he's not wrong. It's not wrong. He's not wrong. Uh, did you know, I this is weird, I could tell that whoever was playing the new Ugly Duckling was a famous person, and I couldn't recognize him. I couldn't place it. It's Clay Aiken. Uh. <laughs> Which is like, okay, it's not funny. Uh, Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like... I felt, I felt like you revealing who that was would make that joke land that they tried to do. He says, uh, you're not funny, Weird Al. Make me laugh one time without singing someone else's songs. And I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, it didn't it really didn't land still, does it? <laughs> Maybe if Weird Al reacted in some way, like he got mad or something. Yeah. 
I don't like. It feels like it could be a funny joke, and it just didn't. It just did completely missed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was really let down to find out that was Clay Aiken because I was like, <laughs> I just thought it was gonna be a good one. <laughs> I I could recognize like the the face had cameo energy. Yes, I. <laughs> that's the best way of putting it. Yes. <laughs> It's weird because I feel like Adam Sandler movies are like now ripe for that where you're like, I know I'm supposed to know this person. And (laughs) if somebody was like, can you believe they got him? I may lie and be like, I know, right? But I have (laughs) no idea. I I think that probably the most offensive character in this uh, was Rob Schneider's character as as (laughs) Farouz. Yes. (laughs) Also one of the biggest letdowns of a reveal. um, Yes. (laughs) It's it's a reveal for all those people that were like, but where's Rob Schneider? <laughs> and I don't think that's a very many people. Not not a ton. No. Um, we talked about that um, when we were watching Funny People. Afterwards, we were like, Rob Schneider's. Have you seen Funny People? Uh, long ago. I don't. So yeah. Rob Schneider's not in it. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking. We we're like. It's kind of weird that Rob Schneider wasn't in it. And then we're like, actually, it kind of makes sense that Rob Schneider's not in it. <laughs> they were probably like, we already have a lot of famous people purposefully in this. It probably would sit weird if Schneider was in this one. Do you have a favorite cameo in this one? Oh, man. There was... <sighs> I'm trying to think. I re- <laughs> I was really kind of blown away with uh, Terry Crews' performance. Uh, oh, but- Yeah. He was more of a kind of central character towards the end of it than than just like a pop up, but um, yeah, he, he's a really fun physical actor. Like just being the like night night character with the big <laughs> arm swings. Oh man, I don't know. What about you? Did you have a did you have a pop up that you were like <laughs> most favorited for? I don't think I, think I did. did. <laughs> I asked that, that question, question, but I don't. I don't... I don't know if I did. I think probably my least favorite cameo was during the credits was the Beavis and Butthead cameo. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, at this point, saying that, it feels like a lie. It feels like there's like, no way they didn't have... But it was just straight, it was just Beavis and Butthead. And it was... I can't even be mad at it because it really kind of feels like Adam Sandler was like, I, I want to do a bit with Beavis and Butthead. And then they were like, yeah, yeah. of course. It'll be this much yeah. money. The section for who's in this and who's uh, cameoing in it are uh, is longer than the plot synopsis on Wikipedia. <laughs> that sounds about right. I mean, I, I don't think I've watched any of the other ones that were part of his Netflix deal. I, again, not, I, it's, I, I feel bad now because I have said that. I also haven't watched any in the last five years. But I mean, I don't know what's the newest Adam Sandler movie I've watched. Honestly, besides this. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I did watch Uncut Gems. That was, I guess, I don't count that one because it's so different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean to watch that one, and I have not yet. Next uh, next week, uh, I have, which also, I, again, I'm shooting for once a week with this podcast, and I'm two movies in, <laughs> and it's so much out of Sandler. I, I, I'm w- weirdly over five hours worth of Adam Sandler viewing in the last two weeks. But next week is... Uh, ridiculous six is what I'm going to be Whoa. watching. I know <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Cause I've heard, 
not great things about that one. I feel bad. I feel like I'm already getting negative on this. and I don't want to be. This was a fun movie. I had a lot. Of, I was so happy that you picked this one. And then I was so happy that it didn't go in the million ways that I thought it might go. <laughs> I don't know. I think that might be it for Sandy Wexler. Is there anything else you want to you add? A note we never got to. The guy that kills himself with the puppets. How he hangs <laughs> all the puppets, too. That was the worst. That was... <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he hangs himself, and then his two or three puppets hang themselves right next to Mr. Buttons. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that was the lowest of the movie. I was like, come on. <laughs> I guess it got me. I'm laughing at it now. Uh, he gets in a car wreck, and then people just beat him up. <laughs> they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Oh, they do. For like yeah. no reason. I, I remember thinking, yeah. I thought they were going to bring it back. I thought they were going to talk no. more about it. I feel like there's a better movie here. Like a really good movie mm-hmm. that isn't about the the comedy of it. But it's more Forrest Gump style. It's like, here's this guy. Here's his life. Like, oh man, what do you curse on here? Is this oh, yeah, explicit? Please, please Here's this is a shitty thing that happened to him. He got beat up. Not really his fault. I mean, it's his fault for wrecking the car, but it's not really his fault for getting beat up. That's not what happens in that situation. Like, oh man, look at these misconnections. Like he had Courtney and then he lost her. Oh man. Like it could be like the life and tragedy and maybe eventual triumph of this one man and it just eh <laughs> doesn't want to be. I think I think I think it needs to be cut down. I think you're right. And I think I think we do away with the wedding scenes interspersed. Yeah. I don't think... Because, like, they felt kind of forced to tell the story where I was like, no, nah, I'm getting it. Uh, but I think you're right. I think there could have been, like, a really good Forrest Gump. Because I did love him. I loved Sandy. Like, <laughs> for how much of a, of a lying piece of shit he was at times. He did just want what was best. Like, I get it. You don't, you know, you want to, just like, I'll just lie and get out of the situation. I do it all the time, just not as blatantly and poorly. <laughs> I can relate to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think if they had cut out some of it, you're right, there's a there's a really fun little character here. What, what if I edit the movie? I'm going to edit the movie. I'm going to take out all the wedding interludes. Some of the scenes that I don't think fly as well, cut some scenes short, whatever. Go through the whole thing and then have it end after the the studio executive UPN scene and cut to Jimmy Kimmel, say, and then he died. And then credits. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> cut to Jimmy Kimmel with no previous context. <laughs> Wait, but would you leave? Would you leave in the Beavis and the Butthead, but like not put Sandy's part in? Like, oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like they're talking to him from the afterlife for something. <laughs> uh, I couldn't put that on you. I couldn't put. I'm so. I, I'm so happy that that you watched it again. I. It's um, because I think that if I started this movie back up, I'd be like, not enough time. I need to. I need. <laughs> I need more time. But I would recommend it to. <laughs> people like if you got 
you got a good two hours to spare. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I think a director's cut, a, Quentin, a Quentin's director's cut is needed. And then, yeah, and then he died. And <laughs> no, I'm going to make it, and I'm going to show it to people that have never even wanted to see this movie. Oh, that'd be such a good experiment. To be like, if you thought Uncut Gems was pretty crazy, here's quite the... He's been doing character pieces for a while. <laughs> <laughs> So the next time I'm on your show here, we'll I'll I'll edit that and then you'll show it to some unsuspecting person and I'll come on and join that conversation. Perfect. I love it. I I will absolutely I will bring you back on for the the Quentin's cut of Sandy Wexler. Um I can't ask that of you because that is quite the undertaking. But are if you do if you do manage to produce, <laughs> I mean, I I will bill you for my hours. <laughs> I also, I'm just now realizing. <laughs> could you imagine if somebody put out a director's cut and there was less movie? <laughs> the way it was intended. The studio wanted me to put in all these dumb jokes. <laughs> it's like need to be saying i just i'm imagining like release the snyder cut and there's just like less <laughs> of the justice league involved <laughs> oh that. i actually did do uh my own cut of one movie and i have it saved on my hard drive i'll uh i'll send that to you sometime please do and what you movie? can watch that with no context of okay. what i've cut out or why per- i mean can i know what movie it is uh, if you don't look it up, you probably you have my word. I will not. I will absolutely watch. I actually it. don't remember the exact name. I think it's called Logan's War. Okay, it's some like '90s action movie or something. Please, I will. I will. Please send that my way. All right, I think that's good. I think. Yeah. I think we've said uh, 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 everything that can be said on Sandy Wexler. I, I, I love Sandler more having left, having watched this movie and having had this conversation with you. Do you feel in better standings with, with Adam? That's the last thing I just need to know. Is, is your relationship with Adam Sandler better after this conversation? Better after this conversation? Uh, honestly, about the same. But do you not kind of feel like Sandy, like, do you, I mean, he's such a, I mean, because you, again, yes, he's an inconsistent <laughs> character, but like, he, he's got a sweetheart, doesn't he? Like down in the core of everything, there was intent to be a good person. <laughs> the, I guess the character, yes. And and I, I feel more more <laughs> enamored with the character. <laughs> Which I mean would not been brought to light were it not for Mister Sandler. I'll take it as a win. I'll take it. I'll take okay. it. <laughs> I've minced your words and <laughs> made you say something you didn't say. Just, just as we, as you will do with with the Sandy, the Quentin, the Quentin cut of the Sandy Wexler. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just give you a clean cut if you want. Yes, Perfect. I enjoy Sandler more now. <laughs> Great, I'll do a super cut of all the episodes. That's, that's perfect. Oh man, um, is there anything that you want to 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 leave with or the? You know, here's the red carpet. Uh, I do a podcast called Double Issue. It's a fiction podcast. Right now it's on an extremely long, unplanned hiatus as we uh, work on closing this season. We actually have probably over half of a second season recorded, but we want to finish up the first one. But if you want to go check that out, that's great. It's called Double Issue. Find it wherever. 
podcasts happen. The podcast factories. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, for, for pointing me in the direction of this movie. And by pointing me, I mean I handed you a <laughs> list of very hand-selected movies and you chose that. So thank you for that. Um, I, I've always wanted to talk about this movie and share it with others. It's a wild ride. Well, I'm very glad I was able to be the catalyst for that. Um, yeah, well, until, uh, until next time, Quentin, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Send us an email at adamsandlercast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at Adam Sandler Cast.